Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, hello. Hey, I don't know if you heard, but my podcast, Checking It, has been nominated for the NAACP Image Award in the category of Outstanding Lifestyle and Self-Help Podcast. I'm grateful for the nomination. I, I almost didn't even do a podcast because I was just wondering, there are thousands of podcasts out there and why is my voice needed? But a nomination from the NAACP lets me know that um, I made the right choice. And I encourage you to do, don't worry if there are thousands of something out that you want to do. No, Nobody has your sauce. So listen, you can still vote. Go to vote.naacpimageawards.net. You have until February 5th, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And please listen to my podcast. We're a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for checking in. Ryan Reynolds is opening up about his anxiety. Florida plans to find social media platforms who ban political candidates. And time to hike up your flared low-rise jeans. We're talking whale tails, trucker hats, cargo pants, and the return of Y2K fashion on TikTok with Shannon Keating. It's May 26, 2021. Hey, friends. I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Um, so Casey, obviously you know this, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet, but I guess today is the day I am going to reveal my deep obsession with Christmas. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait, I already know this. I, it's a, guys, I really need everyone to listen. This is a very deep obsession. <laughs> okay. Continue. It's, Shyla. It's, it's really bad. Like, I feel like there's like another word for obsession. Like that's stronger, Addiction? Um, but I think that would probably be an appropriate word. Um, yeah, so I am addicted to all things Christmas. Casey knows this. She learned this the hard way. But listen, I feel like I got a little Christmas present yesterday when I read that Lindsay Lohan is going to be starring in a Christmas Netflix movie. This is This is all of my favorite things. I mean... I'm obsessed with Lindsay. I'm so glad that she's having this comeback. And then to have a Netflix movie that's kind of like an overboard kind of deal, which is another movie that I love. But basically, Lindsay is going to be playing this spoiled hotel heiress who gets into a skiing accident and she suffers amnesia 
and then finds herself in the care of a handsome blue collar lodge owner and who has a daughter <laughs> and they like are going to teach her about the spirit and magic of Christmas. And this is all of my favorite things wrapped up into one, you know, <laughs> this does this does sound like the perfect Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So all that aside, we're going to start with Ryan Reynolds opening up about what he calls his lifelong pal anxiety. He told fans on his Instagram page, quote, I know I'm not alone. And more importantly, to all those like me who overschedule, overthink, overwork, overworry and over everything, please know you're not alone. The response to Ryan's post has been overwhelmingly positive. He even received support from fellow celeb Hugh Jackman, who said, quote, Mate, your honesty is not only brave, but I'm positive will help countless others who struggle with anxiety, too. Good on you. This isn't the first time Reynolds has discussed his anxiety, either. In a 2018 interview with The New York Times, he explained that it was particularly bad in his 20s, and he tried to cope via self-medication. You know, celebs, they are just like us, you know, minus the money. But no, I mean, (laughs) you know... I have anxiety and I cannot imagine being in the spotlight or all the pressure that's put on you in that way and overthinking like all the comments people say, because you can say you're not going to read comments, but some are going to slip through. Yeah, I mean, he's in the public eye his entire life, his family life, like that must be so stressful. And then, you know, your career, I just it's very high stakes at that level. Not to say that everyone else it is in high stakes, but I think what Hugh Jackman said is true and that I think opening up about this is going to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on, Florida just passed a first of its kind bill that aims to crack down on social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. It would basically make it illegal to remove political candidates from their platforms, a move some experts say isn't actually legal. They've argued the law would violate the company's First Amendment rights. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the bill earlier this week. The fines, by the way, are $250,000 a day for banning statewide candidates and $25,000 a day for all other candidates. Backlash against big tech's growing influence in politics came to a head when basically every platform blocked former President Trump shortly after the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, which was followed by months of pushback from GOP politicians. Governor DeSantis signed the bill Monday and had this to say. This is a big problem, and and we we don't need to get into the election interference that we see from Silicon Valley on major issues uh, that deserve robust debate. Silicon Valley is is acting as a council of censors. Um, They cancel people. When mobs come after somebody, they will pull them down. They shadow ban people, which creates partisan echo chambers. And honestly, they are some of the major reasons why this country is divided for, for doing what they're doing. And the worst part about this, Silicon Valley thinks they know better than you. Florida isn't alone in trying to find big tech companies. Similar bills have been filed in other states. However, DeSantis is the first governor to sign one into law. Um, so, you know, not to make it a lighter moment, but there's this uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt quote from Titus where he just says, come on, Florida. And <laughs> I say that way too often. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that I personally don't agree with this. I think that, you know, even with Trump, like that was an extreme, like it took the entire presidency for them to finally ban him. And it was after an insurrection. I don't think that this is something people need to be worried about of just like a negative tweet here or there. Um, But I also think that there are ways almost around this. I mean, obviously, I haven't read the bill, but I feel like 
with Trump, there were times when they would just like make a note on his tweets or whatever the case may be. I feel like the real threat is the spread of misinformation and that should be the priority. Um, But I I don't know. What do you think, Casey? At the end of the day, I agree with experts who say this isn't legal. (laughs) 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 Like that's where I stand. It sounds illegal to me to do this. So let's just not do it. Yep. I mean, aren't these private companies? (laughs) I mean, I don't know how the law works, but I'm, you know, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on, as the world opens back up, it's time to get dressed again, unfortunately. But fashion is looking a little different, yet, you know, somehow still very familiar. Y2K fashion is back with a vengeance. And all those tube tops, cargo pants, and trucker hats you're seeing everywhere, yeah, they're just the beginning. Oh, I just got like a chill down my spine. To talk about why even the dreaded low-rise jeans, and I do mean dreaded, may be making a comeback, we're joined by BuzzFeed News senior culture writer and editor Shannon Keating. She wrote the piece, The Terrifying Resurgence of Y2K Fashion. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. So I want to start by knowing what your personal experience with Y2K fashion was. Did you rock the low-rise jeans and Ed Hardy t-shirts? Oh boy, did I! <laughs> Brave of you to admit it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if rocking it is quite the right, the right term. But I, did I wear it and go out in the world in it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I feel, I feel like when I, when I was a teenager around the, that time, that was kind of low rise was all there was, you know, like at the Gap or you know mall clothes that I would rely on. It was like yes, limited to <laughs> limited to, yes. I just need everyone to know that I hate this conversation right now. Oh yes. I'm gonna be cringing <laughs> the can, entire time. We can continue the interview, but just know I'm not happy about what we're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh yeah, no. It's no, bringing back no, some no, not bad memories. Happy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, it seems like while we were looking the other way, Y2K fashion slowly creeped up on us and now all of a sudden it's everywhere. But that's actually not the case. When did you first realize that Y2K fashion was becoming a thing again? So it's definitely kind of been, as you said, creeping up on us for the (laughs) the past few years, I think. I really I think the moment when I was really like, wow, this is really a thing was last summer um, when I was just like killing time on Depop. Uh, but I noticed that like all of the, all of the teens are hashtagging their clothes with like, so Y2K and, you know, like realized that, oh my God, I mean like the tiny baguette purses and the Paul mm-hmm. Frank t-shirts, like everything that was like so much stuff that's desirably retro on a lot of the like reseller apps that Gen Z primarily uses has a lot of like early off stuff. I mean, I just want to say that I'm personally offended that something I wore when I was growing up is now considered retro. Um, right. Rude. <laughs> we are, we are getting old, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> So based on what you're seeing, what trends can we unfortunately expect to start seeing more of now that getting dressed is becoming a thing again post-pandemic? What seems to have struck Gen Z the most fashion-wise? I think that there's, I don't know, there's still luckily a wide-ish variety of things. Like I'm 
mean, so the low rise gene is, it is back. Like we've been warned about it for a few years and it's like finally, truly a thing again. But I mean, trend course forecasters have also predicted that it won't quite be as ubiquitous as it was in the aughts, you know, like, so I think that this is just going to be, you know, hopefully just one among many options as opposed to us just going like full force 2000s again. So (laughs) is it like a love affair, like a one big 2000s love affair? Or do we think that there are some things that are definitely not going to make a comeback? No, I think even like some of the, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that even I, to me, it's like the Ed Hardy stuff is the one that's like, I can't, shocking. I cannot believe that's coming. It's shocking. It's just so, there's so much about that time that I just find like, I mean, not even with any kind of class connotation, but just like trashy, you know, yeah. like just yeah. ugly. <laughs> We'll get into this a little bit later, talking about body image. But the one thing that actually does surprise me is the low-rise genes, because we are in this era of where, like, body acceptance and body image is, like, taking steps forward. And my God, do I think that low-rise genes take it five steps back. (laughs) Totally. I mean, it's... And, you know, some Gen Z TikTokers uh, and, like, fat and plus-size TikTokers have been pointing this out, that really low-rise jeans as well as a lot of the fashion at this time. I mean, you know, this is like right around the time of, or just around after like kind of heroin chic, like Mm -hmm. Kate Moss, everyone is like super tiny. Like low-rise jeans are basically designed just to like hang on a extraordinarily skinny frame. And that's the only way it can really work. And that's, I mean, from what I've seen, the people who are bringing it back tend to have that body type. But I think that we are in our greater area of body acceptance and body diversity. Like, I think that it's not going to become a thing where we're suddenly like, okay, everyone has has to wear these again. Like, I think that there is, there's like a cultural and generational awareness of like, hey, maybe these kinds of genes don't work on curvier body types and that's okay. Right. Cause I thought it was so interesting when you were, when you were saying like low rise jeans at the time, like in the early aughts, those were our only option. And now we can still buy the high rise jeans because I remember when they were our only options. I have this very clear memory of this girl in my year who like was curvier and like low rise jeans don't necessarily stay up on curvy people. So then you'd have to wear a belt that would then cut into your flesh basically. And it's like, it wasn't good. So it is good that we at least are having other options. Whereas before we did not. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the only option I had to, I, there was never a time when I wasn't wearing like a camisole tucked into Mm. my jeans for Uh every single outfit. Cause otherwise I was like, (laughs) I'm going to spill out a few fans. Like <laughs> they do not fully cover my body. That's just how bodies work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back to talk even more about the return of Y2K. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. 
Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm excited to be back with a new season of You and Me Both. You know, when we started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. But I am a firm believer we're stronger together. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL playoffs are here, and the Super Bowl is right around the corner. You can follow the action like a fan, or you can prep like a scout if you listen to the award-winning Move the Six podcast. The show is hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah, and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us bring knowledge from careers as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. After the Super Bowl, it's draft season. If you want to go in-depth on this year's prospects and learn what makes the top players stand out, there's no better podcast than Move the Sticks. We'll break down film from the professional and college games so you can know which player to look out for when the football season returns next fall. You'll learn a ton about the NFL, and I promise we'll make it fun along the way. We'll have several new episodes dropping each week, and you don't want to miss a single one. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with Shannon Keating about the return of 2000s fashion. You know, fashion is always cyclical, and a Y2K fashion revival was bound to happen eventually. Is it fair to say that this is basically what fashion does? You know, every fashion era has essentially borrowed from the past. And in fairness, do you think we were ever not wearing something that wasn't fueled by nostalgia? Oh, totally. I mean, I think that's a good point. And it's so true. Fashion is cyclical. Like, you can tell, you know, something like an an 80s interpretation of the 50s is different than something that's purely 50s. And I think that Rebecca Jennings has done some great reporting at Vox about this. And she kind of came to the conclusion that uh, it's likely that this current iteration of aughts fashion, like will hopefully incorporate some of the things that have changed since then, you know, like more body diversity, you know, there was a pair of pants that I was sort of tempted by that kind of combines the little rice gene and the, you guys remember the whale tail? Oh, yes. like, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw some, there's a designer that's making pants with basically like a built in whale tail, but it's all, no. so I know, but it's, <laughs> but what's kind of amazing about it though, is that it's like a high rise. It's just got the cutout. You know, so I was okay. like, I, mean, I am going crazy, to need you. I could wear this. Yeah, you're going to need to link both of us after this. So something else that I want to note is that the way we shop has actually changed within the past, you know, 20 years. Gen Z isn't exactly flocking to American Eagle for all of these cargo pants, you know. So secondhand shopping apps seem to have really helped Y2K fashion make its way to the masses. Could we have had such a comeback without the help of, you know, a Depop? I think that's that's a really interesting thing to ponder. Like, I think that vintage trends have always been a thing, but I, I do think that the rise of resale apps have kind of changed the landscape a little bit and have made it more likely that teens will be like raiding their, you know, older 
like aunts or cousins closets for stuff and, and, you know, like turning like a good profit too. Like you see, like, <laughs> like some of these young people who are just running like entire shops out of, out of Depop and, and Poshmark and stuff. It's really cool. Like, and I think that as much as I'm kind of like, Ugh, like <laughs> why? Like I am like also excited to see, you know, if, the the kind of worst parts of aughts fashion can be remixed in an interesting way now. Mm. And, you know, we touched on this before, but, you know, the low-rise Y2K trend has sparked a lot of discussion about how the Y2K fashion era wasn't exactly great for body image and acceptance. Besides the low-rise jeans, what impact, if any, do you think this will have on what we will and won't see make a comeback? I think something that's also changed is that a lot of clothes that were deemed like quote unflattering on certain body types, maybe when we're growing up that a lot more like people of all genders today are kind of like, you can't tell me what to wear just because I have a certain body type, you know? So I think that like, you're not getting me back into (laughs) into lower rise jeans, but I think like the baby tee, which, or like a tiny crop, which I might not have been, comfortable right. wearing as a bigger woman, maybe as a teenager. Now I'm like, you know, screw it. Like I can go out and like rock, you know, I feel like the teeny tiny bikinis totally coming back. Like just like the tiny yeah. little like yeah. triangles. And I feel like that is the kind of thing I maybe would have been afraid to wear as a curvier type. And now I think you see more curvy women embracing those kinds of things too. So I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting mix. I think this is interesting. I was, um, you know, Delia, who also works for BuzzFeed, I saw her tweet that Gen Z is, you know, like anti-bra pro-nipple. And mm, just yes, like thinking, I saw that tweet too. <laughs> right? And so it's like when we're talking about heroin chic and stuff like that, there were, I do remember a lot of photos of like you'd wear like a satin cami and they wouldn't have a bra on. And, but for bigger chested women, maybe you couldn't do that. And now it's like, you know mm-hmm. what? Fuck it. I'm doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I can. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, why not? Like I, so there's kind of a fun way to think about it too, about embracing things now that you might not have as a younger person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Exactly. Well, I'm personally like still a little scared, um, but I do think that I feel better now about all of this. Um, (laughs) So I really, really appreciate you talking it out with us. Thank you so much for joining today. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was really fun. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow for our 102nd episode because, yes, we were so busy making the show that we forgot Tuesday was our 100th episode of BuzzFeed Daily. (laughs) And remember, in the words of Titus from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, come on, Florida. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. Yeah, actually don't. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver, and on my podcast, Mini Questions, I put together a little experiment. 
where ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers, like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry. I did have a revelation. It was at CBGB's, as a matter of fact. I was waiting for the audience to give it to me, give it me. Then I realized that I had to make them. I had to command them. Artist and creative juggernaut Goldie. And I walk up to the mountain, I hike up. Just being in that environment and seeing life and death in front of you, right in front of you. And I go up there and scream and cry and, and, and laugh. And I find that being the happiest and many more. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too, right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real, we're all trapped here, and there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reese Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.